You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi guys, and welcome back to PS Meet Me at Stage Door. Today, we're going to be talking all things hashtag inspo. Yes, we're so excited about today's episode because we're going to be talking about the people that inspire us the most in theatre. But before we get into that, we're going to start with the news bulletin. So today we're going to talk about Andrew Lloyd Webber's new YouTube channel called The Show Must Go On. It is a channel dedicated to streaming and uploading film versions of his theatrical catalogue which will be available for 48 hours after its release. Now, these are released on Fridays, but for us, they will be on Saturday morning, so make sure you check them out. Now, there's already been Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, and there also has been Jesus Christ Superstar, which starred Tim Minchin and was incredible. But this week, they're going to be doing Phantom of the Opera, starring Sarah Bogus. so make sure to check that one out. Now, another show that's coming to Australia is Magic Mike Live. This show has been postponed for its Melbourne season, which will now happen on the 8th of June 2021 instead of May 2020. But the Sydney season has not been cancelled and that will be on the 19th of November this year. In other news, Broadway has now been shut due to COVID-19 until June the 7th. So Beetlejuice will no longer be going forward, but it will have its national theatre tour in 2021. So keep your eyes peeled for that. It's very unfortunate that it has shut down and hopefully no other shows on Broadway shut down due to this virus. That is all we have for the news bulletin today. So let's get back into the episode. Alrighty, so as we said before, today we're going to be talking about some of the people in theatre that inspire us the most. So Libby, how about you start us off? Sure thing. So today, my biggest inspiration is actually Barbara Streisand. Oh, the queen. (laughs) The queen of music (laughs) theatre. Now, for those of you who don't know who Barbara Streisand is, she is a music theatre legend who was born in 1942 and shaped music theatre throughout the decades. She is a recording artist, Broadway performer, filmmaker and actress who has been recognised in multiple fields of the entertainment industry. She is one of the most iconic performers, having worked with some of music theatre's royalty, including Ethel Merman and Judy Garland. 
So one of her most notable performances is, of course, Fanny Bryce in Funny Girl, which is probably where my love for Barbara Streisand started because I just saw her. She was different. She didn't look or act like anyone else, which I think is so inspiring and was inspiring to me because I felt like, oh, I don't quite look the same as other people and maybe I'm not the right look to do music theatre, but she's very different and she owns her individuality, which is such an inspiring thing to see. And when she sung the big Don't Rain On My Parade number, that was where she became my absolute inspiration. I think that's something that our inspirations have a lot in common. They really are, they own their individuality and they don't have necessarily the the look that you automatically associate with theatre, which then brings confidence to the outside world going, oh, I can do that. A hundred percent. And she's so subtle and also nuanced with her voice. So if you see a lot of her ballads, because she does, uh, she has done multiple albums. So that is one thing that Barbara Streisand does that I feel like is quite different from a lot of big musical theatre names because she actually has a lot of albums more so than necessarily. Obviously, she has a large portfolio of theatre credits but a lot of her albums are what have made previously unknown songs famous. She's actually one of the best-selling recording artists of all time with more than 68.5 million albums in the US alone. Oh my god. Which is absolutely incredible and has made her one of the best-selling female recording artists that has been recognized by the Recording Association of America. Can I just say, what a queen. (laughs) Absolutely insane. Right? And she's the only recording artist to have a number one album in each of the last six decades, which I find is insane. She's had 53 gold albums, 31 platinum albums, and 14 multi-platinum albums in the United States, which is just mind-blowing when you think about the depth and how much work she has, you can really tell that she is in her own league. But the thing that actually made me really love Barbara Streisand is that I did find out that she slept on couches and struggled at the beginning of her career, which many of us do when we're trying to make it in music theatre. So she was homeless at one point and she took menial jobs just like all of us do, like, you know, going and being a waitress, all of those things. She's done that and done the hard yards in that aspect but then reaped the rewards, which I find so inspiring. I feel like when you look at Barbara Streisand, you don't automatically assume that, that she would have gone through that struggle because when you first look at her, all you see is just the amazing performer, nuanced actress that she is. And then it's going, oh, wow, she she had to go through so much to get to that point. And it, it, it makes it so relatable. Obviously, I don't know if we'll, if we'll ever be in the same league as Barbara <laughs> Streisand, but it makes, you, it makes you feel like you can. It inspires you to have hope that one day, you know, you will also make it, even if you're struggling and even if you're, you're feeling like you can't do it. There are people just like Barbara Streisand who have had that struggle, but have overcome it and have become huge. And she yeah. also, one thing that I found out, which I honestly love, is that she was actually an usher in a theatre. And that was where <gasps> no she got way. her big break. Yeah, so she was an usher, which 
I'm like, oh my gosh, so many of us are shy and work in theatres, so maybe this will happen to us. Highly doubt it, but (laughs) one can dream. But she actually met a director and heard about an audition through that director, and that is how she got her big break, because she didn't actually land that job itself, but she, um, from that job, they obviously had seen her and she did so well in it that then she went on and had a really successful career. And some of her musical theatre shows that she's been in have been Yentl and Hello Dolly and obviously Funny Girl and um, seeing her and also A Star Is Born, which got remade into that Lady Gaga version, the new one, A, a New Star Is oh, Born. Oh yeah, I've seen the older versions of it, I've not seen that one. It was heartbreaking, I thought Lady Gaga did a brilliant job. Obviously it's very different because it's set like in today, but I did really enjoy the film. Something I would love to know is, do you have any like fun facts about Barbra Streisand or like, you know, one big fun fact? Yeah, I actually have a few that I have found that are quite interesting. So one of them is that she actually experiences stage fright and quite bad stage fright, which I also myself, sometimes I have stage fright and you think, what am I doing? I've performed so many times. And the fact that someone's so big. That's crazy. It's crazy to think about the fact that Barbara Streisand has stage fright, even though she is one of the best singers in the world. Right? Like you would just think that you get to a point where you get over it, but you still don't. And sometimes I find that I go on for something and I'm completely fine. And sometimes I'm like about to go out and I like, I feel like I'm going to pass out. I feel like I'm going to throw up. So it's insane to imagine that this amazing woman that has been in the industry for just so, so long still experiences that. Exactly. And actually another one I did find out was that she gained a scholarship to an acting school in exchange for babysitting the teacher's kids, which I thought was what so funny. <laughs> I, I, I really hope this is true on the interweb. I hope the interwebs is um, accurate on this one. And yeah. the last one I found out was that she actually has tinnitus, which is basically a ringing in your ear, which, of course, she would have because she's done so many stage shows and she's done a lot of recordings. So I can understand that she'd probably have a lot of ear damage But I just thought that was quite an interesting fact. But before we get into your story, I thought it might be fun to have my comeback moment and to do our lyric challenge again. What do you think? Oh, I am 100% down for that. (laughs) I still think I might lose, but I've got hope, guys. (laughs) Alrighty. Give me one moment while I pull up some lyrics. (laughs) Okay. So the first one I have for you this week is... A lovely night, a lovely night. Oh! A lovely night, a lovely night. Oh! Oh! <laughs> uh, oh my god! I Wait, this is from Cinderella, right? It's from Cinderella. Yeah, and Cinderella sings it. Mm-hmm. Do I even get half points? A lovely night, a lovely night. Da-da-da-da-da-da. I I don't have it now. You gotta finish it. A finer night, you know, you've never seen. Yes, I just got the melody in my head. I was like, I was like, yes, I've got this one. She's so close. She's so close. I I was like, oh, I have this one. I've got it. No, no, I didn't have it. I was like, it could be easy or it could be hard, depending if you um if you know the show or not. It's one of my favorite shows. I love Cinderella. It's such a funny show. All right, you're up. My first one. Okay. Into okay. the woods to get the thing. Oh, no. 
I know. And there could be multiple of this, so I'll Oh, my you. God. There are just so many different options. I did the Into the woods one. to get the thing. Yeah. Just that. Okay, you just well. <laughs> and it's like, it, at what at what part of the so show is this one? This is this is the <laughs> opening number, and this is the end of the opening number. Oh, okay. So it's Into the Woods from Into the Woods. Yes. And it's the company part. So you know how each of them have like the little bits that oh, they sing? Oh, Into the, the Woods to get the thing. Yes. That. Oh. Well, there's only actually one of these because... This is the only one that has Into the Woods to get the thing. Da-da. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I don't I don't know. It's like Into the Woods to get the thing to, to make your life complete. I don't know. No! <laughs> uh, it's Into the Woods to get the thing that makes it worth the journeying. Oh, that makes it worth the was like something. I know. It's so hard. This is actually Dang really it. tough to like do it out of context when you're like, what? Right. My second one is, but I need your love too. What? <laughs> but I need your love too. Like every musical says that. Okay, t- okay I'm going to give it a little bit more context. But I need your love. Um, but I need your love and I need it real hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do no. not know this song. <laughs> You, I mean, oh, I don't want to like give it away, but it's like, but I need your love to something, something, something. Oh, I got two. Do I do? Do I get a count for two? <laughs> no, I included two. Oh, um, two. Um, but I need, but your, I need love your love to. I don't even know what show it is. Could it's you a give me show a hint that on the you've show? not done. Oh. But you were there for. Oh, I haven't done, but I was there for. Yeah. Is that, is this in the pajama game? Yes, it is. Oh, oh, I will have absolutely no clue. I can, I was backstage. <laughs> I was, I was only listening to the real, like some of the songs. Yeah. Well, it's, I but I need your love to keep away the cold. I got. Okay, guys, I'm ashamed of myself I was right now. I was originally going to do the sounds, but then I was like, that's just, that's just oh, not fair. <laughs> no. Oh, that was hard. Okay, I liked that one. Um, This one's right. pretty easy, but I guess oh, you God. have to like get one of the endings to this. Um, oh, so. no. So it's open ended. You'll get it when I get when I say it. okay. So it's okay. suddenly Seymour. Oh, um, suddenly Seymour. Oh, oh, there's so there's like there's not lots of options, but it's like wait, I think like, I sung that wrong. It's standing. <gasps> yeah. Oh. Keep He's standing yet. beside me. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, I oh, sang okay. the first bit wrong. It sounded like, it sounded I did. like you were singing the end. Like, <laughs> yes. Like, suddenly Seymour. Yeah, I did. And I was like, well, that's the wrong bit. What is it? Oh, well, it's it's suddenly Seymour from Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> yeah. Who sings it? Oh, oh, I don't know. Could it be Seymour and Audrey? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got that one really easy. All right, your last one. Is this the last All one? All right. 
Yep, this is my last one. And if you don't get this, have I got I will zero? Be, like offended. You're on zero, and you're on two. <laughs> Wait, no, you're on one. I'm on one. Oh, guys, um, guys, I'm not gonna win. Okay, so. I've got such an easy last one for you. <laughs> This one should be easy for you. If you don't get this, I'm going to be, like, actually mad because I made this one so easy. Okay. You don't suppose that it's satirical. Oh, that's Sunday in the Park with George. Yes. You don't suppose that it's satirical. (laughs) The beginning, the bit before it or after it? Oh, my God, guys. I sung this. I sung this. You don't suppose that it's satirical. Oh my god, what's the next bit? Oh, you know when you have a mind blank and you can't think of anything, even though you're like, I know this song so well. I don't suppose that it's satirical. Um, um, just density without immensity. No, no, you're wrong. The wrong one. That's a different one. You're Um, so close. You're so no, no. It's the right one. But you have a word wrong. Just yep. Just density without intensity. Yes. Yes! That was was such a cheated way around it. (laughs) Do I technically get this point? I'm going to take it. I think you get one point. I'm going to take it. (laughs) Okay. But I was like, if you don't get this, I'm going to be so mad. You sung this song so many times. I know, but I only, you know, when you only think about your lines sometimes (laughs) and then you're like, what is everyone else's lines? I don't know. I just know the timing. Okay. Right, well, you're one. You're on one point. Okay, so this is the first bit. Yeah. Because you can't stop the motion of the ocean or the sun in the sky. You can wander if you want to, but I'll never ask why. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Yay! You got it! <laughs> Woo! Hairspray! I know. I was like, oh, Hairspray's going to be a really easy one, but I, I love Hairspray. Who doesn't love Hairspray? <laughs> I mean, I I adore that. I adore the movie. I adore the musical. It's just like such a fun, um, but has such a great underlying meaning to it. So it, it's it's a it's a great musical. It's so good. Well, congratulations, Tori. I have Thank not you. taken your reign. You are still the my crown. My crown winner. stays intact. It is intact. Um, <laughs> but on that note. I think it is time to find out a little about your inspo. So who is your inspiration, Tori? Well, today I'm going to be talking about one of my many inspirations, which is Carrie Hope Fletcher. (gasps) I love this girl. Oh, I know. So for anyone that doesn't know who Carrie Hope Fletcher is, she is a 26-year-old actress, author, and vlogger from the UK. So Carrie Hope Fletcher, she made her West End debut in 2001 as Young Eponine, which is a very, it's quite a young age to make your West End debut. You know, I wish I made my West End debut when I was like nine. <laughs> oh, I know. Like I would, look, we'd be in completely different places right now, but you know, everybody has their own journey. hundred percent. And I guess a role that most people I think probably know her as is playing Veronica Sawyer in Heather's The Musical as the Theatre Royal in Haymarket. So she went on as Veronica Sawyer, which at the time was kind of considered, I'm using air quotes here because I think it's kind of silly, controversial because she wasn't Mm -hmm. the picture of, well, she's not Barrett Wilbert Weed. You know, everybody kind of got to this point with Heather's that Veronica was Barrett Wilbert Weed. Um, And don't get me wrong, Barrett is just like, 
the epitome of a beautiful and iconic actress. But you don't have to have just one particular person for a role. Agreed. So this is one of the many, many, many reasons that I adore Carrie Hope Fletcher. But some of the other roles that she's played. So she is currently Fontaine in Les Mis at the <gasps> Sondheim Theatre. I think she makes such a beautiful Fontaine. I agree. And so many people disagree. But I'm like, no, I've only heard that she is absolutely phenomenal in that role. And she has made such an insane progression just in the world of Les Mis from playing young Eponine. She has also played Eponine and she is now playing Fontaine. Like, isn't that just kind of the dream to be able to progress through those roles. Some of the other roles that she's played are some of my dream roles. So, you know, for one, Veronica is like a dream role of mine that I also know that I'm just not the casting type for in the slightest. But she has also played Truly Scrumptious in the UK tour of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Beth in the War of the Worlds Arena tour, which is just, if you haven't listened to War of the Worlds, do yourself a favour and listen to it. It is like the most mystical, magical, sci-fi, rock just masterpiece ever. It is so strange, but great. <laughs> it is so strange, but I adore it. She's also played Wednesday Adams in the UK tour of the Adams family. And she also spent three years playing Eponine in the West End's Les Mis. One of the things that I really love and adore about Carrie Hope Fletcher is she's, you know, she's not just a performer on Broadway, she's also an author and a vlogger. And how I actually came to know Carrie Hope Fletcher was through her books. So just to name a few of the books that she's released, her first book that she ever release was actually an autobiography titled All I Know Now, Wonderings and Reflections on Growing Up Gracefully. I think to have your first book that you ever publish as an author to be an autobiography, it is brave. And let me tell you, it is a really good read. And I do love the whole idea of wanderings and reflections of growing up gracefully, because I think it's almost an oxymoron because it's, you can't grow up gracefully. No. It just doesn't happen that way. And the book that I got to know her through was actually When the Curtain Falls, which was released in 2018, and that was her third of four novels. So she's also released On the Other Side, which was released in 2016, which then led to All That She Can See in 2018, When the Curtain Falls in 2018, and The Time We Lost in 2019. And since then, I have read all of her books. I adore her books. I adore her writing style. And that's really how I got to know Carrie Hope Fletcher. She is so incredible. I remember I actually, when I did, when I did Heather's and was doing Veronica, she had just done it like, um, she'd finished, I think it was like a month before or it was after. Like I got so inspired by how she had been like taking a lot of the, um, controversy about her casting decision yeah it made me feel really confident and excited to be doing the role because I'm not stick thin like Barrett Wilbert Weed so like when I was doing it I was definitely feeling those the same sort of thing that she was obviously getting a lot of backlash for which I was like scared I was like maybe I don't look right for the role like blah blah blah. but it's so stupid and she's so inspiring because she just like debunks all of that and no and it's something that we constantly face in this industry of you know feeling like we won't get cast in something Mm -hmm. because of the way we look rather than basing it on our characterization or sound or then when we do get cast in something that we might might not suit you know the usual norm for that role it's the worry of oh people are not going to think that I'm going to do it justice mm-hmm. which is one of the many reasons that I adore her so much is because she is she's just such a relatable human being in general she makes you feel like 
you can do whatever you put your mind to. She's someone who reminds me of myself both mentally and physically. She isn't a twig. She is this beautiful, curvaceous woman making a name for herself. And seeing her up there on stage just makes it, it makes it really feel like it's possible for me. Definitely. I think that's what makes her so amazing to watch as a performer and to uh, support as a creator as well. So, Tori, what is your fun fact about Carrie Hope Fletcher? I'm really interested to hear what you have. Yeah. So my fun fact, it's probably something that is a little bit more commonly known or maybe not because honestly, I didn't know it myself, but she is the only British actor to have ever played both young Eponine and Eponine. And now when you consider it as well, she's now playing Fontaine. It's insane to have gone through that journey through all of those characters. That's amazing. Um, And an insane acting journey because they're all completely different people. Also, she's the classic example in my books of someone who is not just an actress, which there is nothing wrong with just being an actress or just being an author, but... I find in the creative industry, it can happen where once you make a name for yourself, sometimes you can only be seen as that one category, you know, actress, and that's all you are. When in fact, she's an author and a YouTuber and a creator, and she's just creative in so many different ways, just to name a few things. Another classic example of that is Sarah Jessica Parker. Yes. People don't know a lot about Sarah Jessica Parker's theatre career. Yeah, you just see her really as, and to be honest, I've got to say, I only realised recently that she could sing. All I ever really (laughs) knew of her was as Carrie from Sex in the City. She's so iconic in that role. And then recently, right, exactly. And that's become her title. But then recently I was looking up songs and I was looking at Shy from Once Upon a Mattress and I was just looking at some of the different ways people have done it. And I watched the video from the Tony Awards the year that it came out. And I went, I'm sorry, is that Sarah Jessica Parker singing Shy? What? I I remember because I actually did that musical. So in high school, we did that musical. And I really, I was going for Winifred originally. I ended up getting The Prince because, of course, if you go to an all-girls school, you're going to get cast as the male. (laughs) Um, If you're tall and, you know, you get cast as the male lead. Um, But when I was actually auditioning for that, I discovered that she had obviously um, done the role. And I watched that video religiously and thought she was so good in the role. Oh, she's amazing. Like, when I watched that video, I was like, A, never knew she could sing. B, it's so unfortunate that that's all people see her as now is as Carrie from Sex and the City. And I think Mm -hmm. she's spoken out many a time since, you know, Sex and the City has ended where she's been like, it's, you know, it's, it's now hard for her to break out of that character and play other roles. Like, it was great to get her name out there and it gave her this amazing platform, but it still feels like even for someone like a big celebrity like her, she's still stuck in that place. Definitely. And also Christian Bell is one that I wanted to talk about because although everyone now knows that she does music theatre and can sing, before Frozen and Frozen 2, obviously, um, people didn't know that she was doing music theatre. And she uh, she's obviously done the Veronica Mars series, which is why she's Mm -hmm. more famous on TV. And she's done, what was that new series called? The The Good Place, which I just finished. Yes, The Good Place, which is amazing. It's an amazing show. You should watch it, just so you know. But I thought I was researching a bit more about her theatre experience and I saw, which I thought you would love, 
is that she yeah. actually starred in the Broadway revival of The Crucible. Stop it. Was she Abigail? No, she actually played Susanna Wilcock. Is it Wilcock? Walcott. Walcott. I can't say the name. And she also I've was... done the show twice now, so <laughs> I, I got you. She's got me. Um, and she was actually Mary Warren's understudy. I was hoping we would have some kind of magical link in common and she would have played <sighs> Abigail. But it's okay. Susanna Walcott and Mary Warren are still really good roles to play. Exactly. But I'm shocked. I, I can't really... It's probably bad, but I can't really see her in such a serious role. I know. Well, I actually think... Watching her in Frozen 2 when she goes through that sad phase, I was like, oh, I'd be like really interested to see her do like a more darker side character or something that's a little bit more sinister and something that's not so light and bubbly because she plays Anna so well, which is probably the most effervescent and smiley and happy character you can possibly play. So it would be interesting to see her do the opposite of that. I thought it might be really good to do another one of our favourites. So we're going to talk a bit about our favourite thing of the week. So Tori, what is your favourite thing of the week? Well, to stay, you know, right on um, par with what I was talking about, I've actually, since doing more of the research into Carrie Hope Fletcher, I have been listening to When the Curtain Falls, which is Carrie Hope Fletcher's (gasps) album of covers. And I adore her take on so many of these songs, like her take on Journey to the Past, this more upbeat and bright version of it just adored it so I would 10 out of 10 recommend you listen to when the curtain falls I love it and what about you Libby what was your favorite this week so my favorite this week is probably not something that's super sophisticated or (laughs) anything super in-depth you know but it is really fun it is actually frozen 2 I've been recently (laughs) obsessed with Frozen 2. I just want to sing all the songs all the time. I mean, can we just talk about how amazing Frozen 2 is just in general? Like, I think I've watched it three or four times in the past week because it's now on Disney Plus and like, what else am I going to do during isolation? Well, it's almost time to wrap it up, but I think we have time for a bedtime story. Yes, we do. We actually have one from Chelsea Burton, who I actually used to perform with when I was in the Gold Coast. So, yeah, she's very talented and I love her so much. So, she actually sent us in one. So, she said that one time a friend of mine kept repeating her first sung line in the show over and over before we all went on stage. So, To put in context, they were doing Legally Blonde. And do you know the opening of Legally Blonde? How they've got all the sorority girls and they each say a line. He's a lucky guy. I'm like gonna cry. That whole bit. Exactly. So this friend kept repeating her line before she went on stage. And uh, yes. However, uh, because she was really worried she would forget her words to the melody. Yeah, okay. She, Chelsea, was the first one to sing, and when she sung, she accidentally sang that girl's line. Oh, no, because she kept singing it over and over again. In the wings, (gasps) it went into her ear, and so she had to keep singing it. So then... So then everyone after it had to sing the next person's line so that it wouldn't be wrong. 
So they had to each swap lines and then the poor person at the last person was stuck like a broken record repeating the last oh, line. Because they would have to just double repeat, like have to like double up on that last line. Yes, exactly. Um, and she oh, said that her director no. almost lost it after the show. So we feel so bad for you, Chelsea. <laughs> oh no, but like it happened. Exactly. So thank you guys so much for listening in today. We've had such a good time chatting all things inspo and we can't wait for you guys to listen to our next episode. And thank you so, so much for sending in your bedtime stories. Don't forget, you can still send those in to us via our Instagram or our email. But until next time, thank you so, so much. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe. And we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.